Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Rob Wendell from Lake Michigan Angler in Winthrop Harbor, Illinois, joins the show for episode number 178. This is an excerpt from our road show we recorded back in June. We discussed tips for beginning salmon trollers, tips for new tournament anglers, and how to grow the sport of Great Lakes trolling. Tell us about uh, Lake Michigan Angler, folks who don't know about it. Uh, today was the first day I've ever been in here and uh, super impressed. Yeah, uh, specialized in salmon tackle or Winthrop Harbor, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just really pride ourselves on helping people catch fish, helping people get started into salmon fishing and just teaching them the right way to do it and all the different techniques and the right way to rig and just hopefully they uh, just become successful on the lake. Yeah, um, it's something that, that you've been around here for a while. Um, but it's changed hands recently, mm-hmm. and, and now, now it's your shop. Tell yep. us about that. Yeah, so this is my second second year as the owner of it, and uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, being the owner myself and uh, just kind of taking charge and doing things like this and, and just helping everybody out. Yeah, so you were an employee for a long time. Yeah, so this would be, would be a 13th year for this store. Yeah, and, and now you own it. So. Yep. What have you learned going from being an employee to being the owner? Um, actually, I think the biggest thing I've learned is uh, that just to be confident in myself as far as being able to sell things and mm-hmm. uh, being able to keep the place afloat and doing all that. Yeah, just that, just confidence, really. Yeah. So that's another thing. You know, we talk to people. We've had charter captains in here all night long, and there's a lot of people who are like, you know, oh boy, I'd really love to be a charter captain someday and fish every day. We hear a lot of people too say, man, I wish I owned my own bait shop. Mm-hmm. Sit around and talk to people about fishing. And what what is it about running a bait shop that most people don't don't know? Oh, well, it's a lot of hours and it's a lot of listening to people. And kind of like what Jason was just saying, you know, the, the customers are what keep you going, but they're also the- The tough thing. The tough thing, right? right. But um, yeah, it's the fun part of it. And just being able to talk fishing every day. And it's what I know, you know, I know more about fishing than anything else. You know, if I went back to college and got a doctorate in economics, like I went to school for, I still know more about fishing, Yeah. you know? So that's, it's, that's all I really know. So I might as well just go with it. So how do, how do economics and, and fishing, how do they work together? Um, I don't really know to be honest. As far as running the store goes, I mean, I don't really use much of my economic knowledge for the store. You know, I just look for what people want and what they they need or they think they need and, and make sure I have it for them. Um, and I don't worry about anything else, really, just making sure I have the right products for everybody. Well, we're in Winthrop Harbor, Illinois. We're mm-hmm. basically right where the Illinois and Wisconsin border meet right on east on lake michigan yep um what do people want right now what's what's the you know the main thing right now uh typical for this time of year is going to be peanut flies and coho dodgers red dodgers the double o's the stubby dodgers the baby spin doctors all that stuff but lately we've had a lot of kings around so we're seeing a lot more spoons moonshine spoons just magnum spoons in general Mm -hmm. they've been working really well um so it's a little bit different than a typical may but yeah normally right now it's it's the small flies and, and red dodgers and the fire dots and all that what else what, what's 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 the hot ticket you know what lately um 
wire diver setups have been flying out of here. I think this week I've put together two dozen wire diver setups for people, so that is definitely the hot thing. And they've been working already. Our biggest king of the year on our boat was on a wire diver. So uh, I guess it's not too early to start running them. They're working, and, and we've got them in stock if you need them. Wire divers are not new. Nope. Why do you why do you think that there's uh, this, this surge of demand for them? A lot of new salmon fishermen. You know, we have a surge of new salmon fishermen that are getting boats set up, and they just don't have them yet. Um, we also had some people just upgrading to nicer nicer things this this week. But I think the main thing driving to salmon fishing right now are the new fishermen, and it's great to see. Yeah. How do we do that? I mean, that's important. It's something that if, if we're if you're going to be in business, and I'm going to be in business. We, we got to get more new people into the sport. How do we do that? I think it's just teaching them how to catch salmon. You know, trolling for salmon is very technical. Mm -hmm. um, and if we don't share how we catch these fish, uh, just the learning curve is just too big. You know, like we have to share with everybody how to catch these fish so that other people can catch fish and stay interested in it. Mm -hmm. And that's just the main thing. It's always we're always trying to be an open book. Right. Is there, is there a simple way to do it? I mean, one of the things that struck me is, uh, you know, last year I went out to Oregon and we went out there and we were trolling kokanee salmon and it's all just long line trolling. Mm -hmm. and, and you're out there and you're going, anybody can do this. So is that something that if somebody really wanted to get started, is that something that they could do on Lake Michigan? Yeah, you know what? To get started, I set people up with this all the time, just two dipsy divers. You know, braid dipsy divers are easy to use. You know, you just the more line you put in the water, the deeper they go. And you can put anything you want behind them, a dodger, a flash, or a spoon. Um, they're versatile and they're effective rigs. They're always the best rods on our boats, whether it's the braid dipsies or the wire dipsies. And you can go out in a small boat with just those two lines in the water and have a lot of success. Yeah. And it's an easy way to get started. And the next thing you know, then you're gonna want other rods. But with just two dipsy divers, you can catch a lot of fish and not get tangled. Yeah. And that's always the big thing that the newbies are, are worried about. You know, it's intimidating, uh, think about, the planer boards and everything if you haven't used them and you see the charters go out and they've got a dozen rods and planer boards everywhere it's kind of an intimidating thing for somebody who's never done it before but we just put those two dipsies in the water you can do it without a lot of hassle and catch a lot of fish yeah i like that it's a great tip you have anything for him jerry we're, we're just talking kind of getting started here yeah so you know most of the time when guys talk about wire divers they automatically think sending it down deep with a magnum divers i know you guys do something a little different on the box stuffer yeah so i actually don't like to use magnum divers that much on the wires unless i absolutely need to to get deep enough so until we see the thermocline down like 70 feet i stick with regular like size one divers and and for us that um really catches a lot more fish in fact the last couple of years we would try putting the magnum divers out um, when you didn't need to get down that deep and they really didn't catch fish for us our divers our divers died until we put the regular ones back on um, and we always keep them on three settings uh, just to get them away from the boat and then they're like I said they're our best rods every single trip almost yeah that, that's I mean I, I love that it's a great idea and it's, it gets people kind of into the game mm -hmm. and, you know it's gonna get them in places that those long lines aren't gonna get them and you don't need a downrigger to get down there no exactly they get very deep they're gonna get you know I mean, when you do need to get deeper you can use a magnum and you're gonna get deeper than your long lines will get anyways mm -hmm. but how about some tips for someone who's gonna run their first tournament what, what would you what advice would you give them I think 
What I would do, if you can pre-fish, that's great. Maybe the night before, you know, we're doing the Thursday night uh, captain's meeting so that if you want to pre-fish on Friday, you can, on Friday night, if you can get out after work. And this should network with as many people as you can. That's, that's like the biggest part of salmon fishing in our area is just have a good network of people, be friendly, Everybody's willing to share information. Um, I'll give fishing reports. We'll probably have a fishing report in our captain's meeting. Um, and then just, you know, don't be stubborn with what you're doing. You know, if something changed, get out there. Don't be afraid to try new things. Know your go-tos, but don't be afraid to get away from them and go somewhere where the other boats aren't going. I think that's the biggest thing. And then just getting back in time so you don't disqualify. Yeah, that, that, that helps too. <laughs> yeah. You've got the shop here in Winter Harbor. Um, what's it like? having a shop here what is what's the vibe of fishing like around this area these days it's it's a good vibe it's energetic people are excited to go out and catch fish i just talk to to new people every day that are catching fish more fish than they have in the past and, and to be honest with you lately um we've had a little bit of tougher fishing for than we've normally had this time of year but people are going out and catching some nice kings and sometimes it's their first ones and their first time experiencing like a fish taking out a couple hundred feet right. a line and in uh it's just a fun experience for everybody you know even you get those guys coming in the store they're excited about catching that king and the experienced people that are in here it makes them excited too so overall it's been an, uh, a really good vibe just a positive experience yeah and that's something that, that we're trying to do is is get people who maybe have been you know they've just been fishing the inland lakes to give this a shot and go out and, and try that so what's that like for you when they come in you know they're, they're getting started for the first time and they swing back by the shop after they went out and had a great day oh it's pretty cool we had a kid uh, a couple years last year i think that just wanted to catch a salmon his parents just had a sailboat mm -hmm. and we set him up with a dodger and a fly and he just had a spinning rod and we were like you know just go out so far they didn't have any electronics and just drag this behind the boat and go as slow as you can and, mm -hmm. and they caught a couple a couple cohos that day and that kid or three cohos that day and that kid was thrilled they they wrote a letter to us i mean it was it was it was pretty cool to see that and we see that more and more often now just um setting up sailboats to go catching salmon and uh jet skis. jet skis yeah there's been a lot of jet skis and of course the kayakers and you know that's taken off quite a bit and uh there's nothing like going on a sl you know, getting a sleigh ride from a king in a, yeah. in a kayak, so. Yeah, that's, that's something that's near and dear to you. Mm -hmm. But you just said something that I've never heard before, and that's salmon fishing on a jet ski. Yeah. Tell me about that. How do you set up a jet ski for salmon fishing? Well, well we see, and I haven't really set them up myself, but they'll usually have like a crate or a cooler on the back, mm -hmm. and they'll have a couple rod holders on it, and they get it out on an angle, and I'll typically, uh, depending on what their jet ski is set up like, I'll kind of decide how I'm going to rig them up. But usually it's dipsies, mm -hmm. uh, just because it's versatile. Um, their biggest issue is just kind of going in a straight line and trolling the right speed. Yeah. But they do catch a bunch of fish out there, and they can zip out pretty far and get deep, and you know they can go pretty fast if it's not too not too wavy. <laughs> so some of them are pretty. Some of them out there actually uh, have a lot of success in catching quite a few fish. Yeah. When you get one on though, that that line's got the other line's got to be dead in the water, right? Yeah. If if you don't keep it moving, and I guess with a jet ski, you know, if you don't if you can't keep your thumb on the throttle, you're not moving. So it's probably going to sink. But um, everything we use sinks anyway. So you just kind of have to live with that part of it. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Mm -hmm. 
Very cool. Rob, uh, if people want to find out more about Lake Michigan, Ang Michigan Angler, uh, what is the best place for people to find out? About? You can find us on Facebook, Lake Michigan Angler on Facebook. We've got Lake Michigan Angler TV on YouTube uh, or Lake Michigan Angler on Instagram. And you can uh, email me at sales at lakemichiganangler.com. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.